Right now, during this hard time, what you don't want to do is compete on price. Like, okay, I guess I need to be cheaper. I want to strongly encourage you to not do that. But you might need to really up your value game. Meaning like you need to give your clients more value. You need to blow them away with the customer experience that only your business, your salon, your solo business creates. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. Well, when you first said it, I was going to hang up. <laughs> yeah, and... It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Auto, Mitter, Andre Show from Elibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I, I can't this. do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they canning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast. Your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the city of roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and Four Smart Cookies. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey! <laughs> I decided to do it again. I always sound like I'm warning in the room. Hey guys, I'm coming, I'm coming. <sighs> Here I am. Like puppets. Yeah, they're like puppets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Tash, by the way. Hi, Paul. <laughs> I just like that yelling into the mic. It's and so hi, fun. all our fantastic listeners. Hey, everyone. And we're excited because this is Thanksgiving week. So this is a week to be thankful, the week to take time for family. I know for us, we're going to be doing stuff with family on Thanksgiving. And then... After we're cleaning, we're like cleaning we the house. We are. It's like the dreaded <laughs> cleaning out the garage, like throwing out like the big stuff. Actually, mostly first, the first, I think we'll see Friday is mostly the house stuff. Like we got to first get the house dumped out and then, because our daughter moved out, so we have to clean out that room and then the garage. That's going to take more and more time. Like I know that we'll start Friday and then we'll probably finish it the following weekend. You guys, it's really hard for me to Oh, throw this is the stuff. worst day for Tessa's life. Like thro- it is so hard. I know that... I have tendencies to become a hoarder and um, <laughs> I don't want to be a hoarder. hoarder have training. you seen that show? I mean, I'm not like a dirty hoarder. Like there's not dead cats like mummified into the carpet, but stuff that is important or has been important to me, I tend to hold on to that. And so the thing is that I know I just need to get rid of it. The scrap of fabric, this pile of buttons that I've kept since I was like 12. Yeah, that needs to go. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting because I think we might. Dump half our house. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be great? That would be awesome. Tess always says, I want to be a minimalist. And I like, do. I yeah. do. I want to but be a minimalist. There's really but never... those who know me well, whenever I say that, they laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not her, her style, but we'll see. Maybe the future is bright and we will have a new us that evolves in 2023, 2024. So we'll I see. Know. That all said, so hopefully this week you guys are going to have some great time with family. We're going up to the Bay Area also this weekend to see family. But that all said, we also have been listening to you guys and listening to a lot of people online and pretty much common all across the board, even with brands. Everyone's saying the industry's slow. Mm-hmm. Everything's slow. So today we're going to talk about why we think it's slow. I mean, there's more than one reason. I'm sure, in fact, like anything in life, it's not black and white. It's like, oh, it's this and that. 
there's many factors, but we have one, I think, that is a big one that we're at least considering. And maybe some of you can help us verify that as we talk about it. But before we get that, real quickly, a couple announcements. We have our Lashcom replay is only up for a little bit longer. So if you've been thinking about checking out and listening to all the videos, there's 31 videos, lots of content. You can still buy it. I'm going to pretty much end it probably by the end of this month. So you can go buy it for $197. Use the discount code Lashcom50, Lashcom50. And you can get all access to all the videos that we recorded at LashCon. Second, we have the Lash Business Masterclass that we're doing with Strategies, January 14th through the 16th. This is literally the best foundational class we ever took. It was called Incubator when we took it. It's for, meant for hairstylists back in 2013. And we had to translate it into Lash Speak. Yeah. This has been translated for you. Yeah. And we are going to be there we to will cheer be there. you on. Yeah, to help out, to co-lead it, and to make sure that Lash artists are getting what they need. It's not just for hairstylists, but this is like helping you if you're a solo, if you're thinking about opening your own business, or if you already have and you're looking to hire or have staff, any of those positions, you'll get so much value. Oh, there's one more announcement. The ALA, American Lash Association's fabulous organization designed to support you as the lash artist, not to sell you anything, but to support you. There's lots of things like insurance, and I think the insurance is coming, but resources for QuickBooks and things like that. There is a discount code. It is LashCon6. Uh, 25. LashCon25. Get 25% off of what's already of extremely I think it's 85 deal. So $84, I think, or 86 Now so it's, it's like, like 60 some dollars. Yeah. Anyway. It's fantastic. Also, there's a census we want you to take so that we can kind of get an idea of what's going on in the entire lash industry. So do those things. And they're partnering with tons of really good, influential people, and their board is outstanding. So it's part of, it's so affordable. It's like probably like $5 a month to be part of it. So go to the link in the bio, and you can sign up for that today. Now let's get into real quickly our thing, because we don't have a lot of time today, but we do want to at least bring this to attention to everyone, because the world is seemingly is right now a little off. Like there's just a lot of people concerned about their books being slower. They don't seem to have as many clients. There's not as people, many people calling. And really after giving us some thought, because we've been through this, right? Yeah, let's talk about the times when ordinarily, when we had the salon, there are busy months, usually December and November because people are buying gifts. Well, actually it was always a slow month. We had August and January. Those are our That's two That's what down I wanted months. to explain. Yeah. The reason why August was because people were coming back from vacations and they were getting ready to send the kids back to school. So the calendar was really busy, marked with back to school stuff. And it just was, we'd always see a dip in August. And then in January, it's because it's right after the holidays, people have already spent a lot of money. They're tapped out. They also don't have as many festivities to go to because they've just done them. So we always planned on that and just planned to do special things during those months in terms of promotion. But this year, that's not been the issue because obviously right now we're in November and people are saying they're slow and that's not a normal time to be mm -mm. slow. So and we've also been through this. Tusney started in 2006. Guess when things went really haywire economically, 2007 to 2009. It was pretty crappy to have a business in America. I've never seen it as bad. I mean, it's bad now. It was... a just a horrible place to do be in business during those years. It was. I also want to bring up, I follow a couple sister industries. Behind the Chair is one that I follow on Instagram. And there was a recent post asking, hey, has anybody seen a dip? And everybody wrote in and said, well, people who have had long-term, long-standing clientele, they're doing pretty well because those people are trying yeah, to share. Exactly. They've built years, a foundation. Five years right? of yeah. But what they are saying is that people are going longer in between. They're trying to do like mini foils or things like that or they're just stretching it so it's not something that we're just seeing isolated in lashes but it is in the hair world the too. beauty world yeah so 
yeah, I do think the economy, while the, everyone says, oh, beauty is, uh, is recession-proof, that's not 100% true. I do believe that people get a little bit more mindful, a little more careful. Like you said, maybe they don't get their haircut every month. Maybe they wait every two months. I think people get their nails done. Maybe they're doing it once a month. They go every other month. Like, people stretch things out. Or they try to do a do-it-yourself kind of thing. For example, with hair, lots of times with hairdressers, the, they will go to box dye. And oftentimes, it doesn't end up well, and then you've got a bigger problem on your hands. With the nail world, instead of getting your nails done, now there's a lot more options. You, yeah. There's do-it-yourself things that you can do that are like maybe a week of longer press-on kind of nails and yeah. they've gotten real fancy with those the press-ons curing with a uv light and stuff like that's really good and so the same thing we believe is happening in the art industry yes the economy is down and yes i don't believe women are going to give up beauty services but i do believe there's more options now there used to be less options it used to be if you want eyelash extensions it was strips or it was extensions. That's the only way you got eyelashes that really pop. Or, or mascara. mascara. Yeah, or mascara, which everyone really knows is gross. But what's happened these last few years? We've got some new products on yeah, the Yeah, we have some new products. Do It Yourself is becoming a really big thing. DYI and a lot of brands have come out with their own take on it. And basically, I think, we might be wrong, but I just feel like there's more women who are saying, you know what? I'll just try that. And what's weird, and maybe not weird, but maybe unfortunate, is lash artists have carried some of these products and sold them to their clients. And the clients have said, you know what? I'll just do this instead. And while maybe they'll buy the products maybe once in a while, it's not the same as getting the lash extensions every two to four weeks. Right. The thing is that they the product looks good on. You know, it's very convincing. It is better than a strip lash and it looks like extensions. It doesn't wear exactly the same way, but it's it's a good substitute. So in summary, what I think is happening is is a very good substitute on the market that is competing for our clients. For their attention, right? They're saying, well, I used to be able to do it this way, but now... There's other options that weren't there 10 years ago. And so you're right. And I think because it is a little bit more affordable during a down economy, I can see that being a viable option that people would want to go to. So what do you do? We just give up and go, I guess lash extensions had their time, but now do yourself is the way to go. So I guess I'll just give up. No, I think what you need to do is you need to pivot. And we've done this before too. And that doesn't mean like, okay, now I'm going to offer tooth whitening and tooth gems and you no. know bunion rubbing. And ass bleaching. Don't say that. That's not how you say it. No, you can't say it. No, you don't say it like that. I just remember seeing some people. It's anal bleaching. Oh, anal bleaching. That's it. All right. So this is a PG show, but Sorry. no. Anyhow, what's wrong with you? Uh, I just that's no. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I mean, maybe that's part of your repertoire already. But, but you know, I'm just saying- I don't want to dismiss you. If you do stuff like that's fine. It's not a bad thing. But I'm just, we're just saying if your pivot is, I need to find more services that could be a way to go but there might be better options no you're good at lashes you're amazing at it you've got those amazing skills and people want them so what you need to do or what we encourage you to do is to find more ways to add value so every time we had a price increase in the salon one year we raised our prices four times right what we did at every increase was we found another way to increase the value of the service so what that meant was sometimes like at one point we offered hot towels when they first came in. The client is waiting. They're given a warm terry cloth towel on a crystal tray. dish, a tray before they, they start. It's a small little thing. It's very easy. You can put it in your a hot towel cabbie yeah. and just open them up or you can do them yourself. It's easier just to get the 
uh, just the pre-made ones that are warm and, and kept in the cabbie. There's other ways. We, I think you get a little teapot and you take hot water and you pour it on this like little Yeah, you do like a little ceremony thing. kind of yeah. thing. There's a lot of things that you can do, but it's just a little extra. And it goes a long ways, by the way. It just seems really cool because when you go to a lot of nice restaurants, higher end ones, you get the little warm towel before you start your service and you wipe your hands. Okay. Doesn't it make you feel good like when you go to a hotel bathroom and there's amenities for you yeah like hairspray and like oh, bleaching stop it <laughs> lip gloss or stuff like that right yeah mouthwash i use mouthwash all the time if i see it in there i'm like thank goodness especially i like a lot of garlic yes so. you do yeah <laughs> but just tough. to be clear i said lip gloss but i'm glad you heard mouthwash because yeah. no i'm just saying i just yeah. added another one i remember going in and seeing mouthwash and that makes me smile because men don't get the same thing i mean maybe there's a thing in the wall that has condoms <laughs> so it's like but that's what means you're usually not a high-end hotel it's like the opposite <laughs> of a hotel so but no generally men it's you're all you're gonna see is mouthwash maybe shave yeah i've never seen that but hair balm a a not hand lotion like something for moisturizing maybe that but that's about it but women i think you guys get a few more little goodies so isn't it great like when there's just stuff that you can use even if you don't use it you're like this is a great place right yeah so you can even upgrade your own restroom even if you share it with somebody else Mm -hmm. put a pot or a plant or a, a flower arrangement in there that doesn't require any maintenance yeah we actually had which if you listen you know about this probably we had we put towels in the bathroom like nice cloth towels so that when people are done they didn't have to use the paper towels that the building they were in supplied they could use our cloth towels and then we also had a little hamper where they can go away i know we had a poopery spray we, we have had, we had poopery spray in there and yeah every now and then they'd, they'd walk off we offered feminine hygiene products all that stuff and it was a public restroom for our building so it wasn't like like it was just for our clients. It was for all clients, but we found it was a nice way to bless the community. I know everyone in our building loved us because we did this. And all the people that shopped there knew who we were because we said courtesy of Integrity Lash. Exactly. So that's the little stuff that you can do because right now during this hard time, what you don't want to do is compete on price. Like, okay, I guess I need to be cheaper. I want to strongly encourage you to not do that, but you might need to add or, or really up your value value game mean like you need to give your clients more value you need to blow them away with the customer experience that only your business your salon your solo business creates another very inexpensive way to increase value is increase opportunities for touch I'm talking professional touch. The client lies down on the bed and after you cleanse, you do a very gentle little eye massage and little flourishes here and there. You put your hands on their forehead before you start and you encourage them. Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out and then feather off the touch to the shoulders. Little things like that make a big impact with the touch. I also want to encourage you about the touch thing. We are one of the few, very few professions in our culture that you're allowed to touch people no longer no touching most businesses uh, not allowed no touching like even the dentist they can touch you but there's there's gone right yeah um yeah so so we're really special and 
even the older set, the ones that might be widowed, they really come to us in some cases to be touched, to be pampered, to have somebody put their hands on them and remind them that they belong to the human family. Don't underestimate the power of touch. So if you can find ways to incorporate more of that in your in your service, like tuck them in. Don't let them get into the table by themselves if you use a blanket. If you don't, this is a great time to use blankets. Use linens. And if you're worried about like, how do I maintain the blankets? You can buy very inexpensive blankets at Ross or TJ Maxx or something like that and just use a fresh one for each person if you want. We would clean ours. We would take ours. We had a washer washer and dryer in our salon. Not everyone has that. So we would wash them in there. Probably once a week we do that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. If the the linen is touching the skin, it does need to be cleaned. My trick is you just put six or seven sheets on the bed and each time and then you put the blanket in between the sheet right so they're not touching the blanket they're touching the sheet and when they leave you take that sheet that they were on top of that was touching the top of them and you put that in the hamper then you put the new one on underneath that hasn't been touched yeah touched i think it i don't know if it's air on their instagram but she shows it so look at her instagram it'll be up soon if it's not already where she shows her little sheet trick but we would yeah we wash always the sheets we always take the sheets off change those every time but the blankets we switch out once a week like once a week we clean them because again they're not touching the skin so we're not worried about getting really soiled this is more for freshness and smelling clean so once a week probably was usually what we did anyhow the idea is this not so much to give you a laundry list of different things things you can do you should be always looking for ideas and watching other businesses and looking for ways to incorporate some of those ideas into your business so if you're getting a little slower i really want to encourage you to really do we talking about like a customer service audit look at your business and honestly look at every touch point way everything works and find ways to improve at least a few things can't do 80 things but maybe you can go Look, I'm going to change the way I answer the phone. Instead of saying, hi, um, this is Paul from Terry Lash. How can I help you? You, um, if you? If you are like us, on our phone, we always can see the name of the person. Once they're a client, we put their name in our phone. So when they call, I say, oh, hi, Jen. It's good to hear from you. This is Paul. How can I help you? Like You just use their name. Find little ways to create touch because people love. They light up when you call them by their name. When you recognize people and you acknowledge them, it's a special. I love, not that we have many restaurants that know this. Actually, right now, probably none. But there's a... Actually, there's one where we walk in, the manager knows us by name. I don't know how this guy remembers our names, but he does. It's amazing. We once went six months without seeing him, and we came back and remembered us. It was insane. But it makes me want to go back. And like, oh, my gosh, they... I'm important. This manager knows who I am. Like I'm somebody like that show. Cheers. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Yes. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, does anyone know cheers anymore? <laughs> does anybody know? No, I, I bet you anyone and under 30 has no idea what that is. Aww. Yeah. It was a big TV show back in the eighties and nineties. So anyhow, but that said, yeah. So that's one thing. Another thing too, we look at and we'll wrap up here in a second is I think you need to learn to pivot your business. Like I know all of us would dream like all I'm going to do is set my business and work the rest of my life and never have to think about operations again or about marketing or finding customers. Unfortunately, there's the, everything, the economy changes, people move. There's a book called who moved the cheese. I think it's called. And the idea is that as businesses, we need to know that the cheese, the way we get fed, it's going to move. And we can sit there and just wish it was the way it was three years ago. And that's a nice thought. 
but the world has changed and COVID came and economies change, new products come out. I'm sure there are people before the typewriter who are, um, what do you call it, the, uh, the printers and all that. When people started self-publishing with their own printers and stuff like that, that might've been very scary for a lot of these companies. Like, what do you, well, no, everyone's gonna be self-printing. I, I wish it was like the old days when no one could print at home. Like, well, or like Uber and uh... well, taxi drivers, right? Yeah. They can sit there and wish all they want, and they did. They tried to fight it with laws and make it illegal to have Uber around, but they lost. So guess what? Taxi companies have improved. They had to change the way they did business. Have they really improved? I'm assuming. (laughs) I might be wrong on that one. But I know like printers had to pivot, and they had to change how they got customers and what kind of printing they did. And the same thing is going to be true for us as the industry evolves what we do is going to have to change. We're going to have to pivot with it so and be okay with it. So that might, probably means you have to still always be good at marketing. You have to be good at finding new clients. You have to find it going out like, hey, you never can be too proud to say, you know what? I'm going to go out and pass out cards to new people. Or I'm going to go to the local business meetup in my town and just go out and meet people and shake hands and kiss babies and all that. Like, Don't be like, oh, I don't need to do that anymore because I'm busy. But if you're not busy... You might have to go back to some real basics. You may have to go back to reaching out to old clients. May you do email or do email campaigns or call old clients and say, hey, haven't seen you in a long time. We'd do that. Yeah, we did that a lot back in the day. We would always look at our list of people who have not been back and send them emails, especially if we had a, a week, we saw a dip. We're like, you know what? We could fill in some new people. And we'd send out emails and we'd get usually a couple of clients who've been gone for like six months. And so don't just think you just set and forget. Some You're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to jump in. You're going to have to do things like specials maybe or promos or here's another thing. Don't be afraid to ask for referrals. If you have a good set of clients, tell them what you need. Don't be embarrassed. It's not a reflection that you're a bad person. There's no moral thing here. It's just like, hey guys, I love you as a client. I know you love my services, which I so appreciate you. And I would love to have more of your friends come in and try my services. And you come up with incentives. You come with kickbacks, bonuses, whatever it is. Just be willing to ask. You'll be surprised how many people don't think you need business. They're like, oh, you're busy. You don't need anything. And if they hear, oh my gosh, you're my girl and you need you need some clients? I got three friends who'd love to. I just tell them you're always busy. So they're doing their own thing. So you can create your clients and make them into your activists or go out and evangelists and help to find new clients for you. So there's other things you can do. Hope is not lost. There's ways to pivot. We want to encourage you guys to hang in there. It is not easy. It sucks to pivot. But it is the mark of a true businesswoman, a true businessman, because it's never smooth sailing. At some point in your career, you're going to have to pivot. You're going, there's going to be a crisis somehow. There's going to be a slow season and you're going to have to figure out how to make it work and stick in there. So we want to encourage you. This is just par for the course and you're going to get through it and it's going to make you stronger for it. Embrace it. Don't fight it. Call it part of the journey. As I say, enjoy the journey, not the destination, because none of us ever arrive. And I know that, and also know you're in good company. There is a lot of people right now out there struggling who are, have their client, things have slowed down a little bit. Both last businesses, as well as salons, as well as solo artists, it's across the board. The whole industry is having a little bit of shift. So the ones who win are the ones who hang in there the longest and fight it. The ones you don't hear about and don't hear the great stories are the ones who quit. So if you're in it for the long game, do not quit. Just know that adjust your budgets, find ways to cut costs, 
market a little bit more, go out there and pivot, trying to get some new clients, and then realize that you may have to up your game as far as customer service experience and find ways to improve it. Little stuff. You don't have to like, I'm going to build a new building and, and add all these robots that helped me do last year. <laughs> like, okay, it's like, okay, you have $10 million, you don't have that. So be realistic. Don't beat yourself up. Give yourself grace and know that you're going to be all right and that we're all in it together. And you know what? Reach out to some of your friends too. Don't just suffer in silence. Let people because know. Because everybody is going through the same thing. Yeah. Let people know and let them encourage you. Maybe they can share a tip for to you. Like on Facebook group, like, hey, I've been down. How have you found some new clients? And they go, oh, I found clients this way. And if you are one of the people that's doing okay still, Give some grace and share your stuff with other people. Go on a different Facebook groups or Instagram and share your tips and help others. Because right now in times like this, people are looking for encouragement. People are looking for hope. They're looking for ideas. Yeah. And let's just say somebody, you say something to somebody like, hey, are you struggling right now? Are you slow? And they're like, no. What's wrong with you? I'm amazing. <laughs> you taste, just take a mental note to yourself. They may be a very nice person, but this is not somebody that's safe to talk to yeah. about this. So don't explore that anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, yeah. there's people that that haven't I don't want to say they're just maybe not empathetic and no. they yeah it's not about you it's about them yeah so just recognize that might not be somebody that you want to, to discuss those yeah. things yeah I mean watch for the people who Who's have it safe? all together and aren't, aren't really generous in response like like for us I mean I can't tell you how grateful we were for LashCon I mean I know it's hard times and yet people came still LashCon and that meant the world for me I kept telling myself people are spending a ton of money to be here. I need to work my ass off to make we gotta it make it, it good. I got to make it good because I need to earn the right for them to come back. I want them to walk away happy. I want them to feel satisfied. I never want to hear stories about people leaving LashCon going, that was a piece of garbage. What a waste of life. I, I mean, I should never spent that money there. That to me is the horrible type of information. I'd never want to hear that. Never. So, so for us, we're always trying to level up. And one other thing too, which I was trying to think that when you mentioned about the sometimes you share stuff and people aren't so safe or they might think like they have all no, together. I, I'm, I'm selling out everything. In fact, I mean, I'm doing the best I can and you're not making $20,000 a day. Yeah. Like what's wrong with you? Like, why don't you make that kind of money like me? It's like, no, well, there's nothing wrong. I just think that we need to have a lot more grace towards each other and empathy and just be less, no, be encouraging during these times and supporting each other because our industry needs it. I see a lot of discouraged people and I think if we could all together when we're on pit line and we're at events, support each other and lift each other up. We'll get through this and we'll hang in there. We'll find the new normal. We'll find some new clients. And before you know it, a year or so from now, you're going to be looking back as it was just a good growing time. I mean, we've gone through this many times now. Well, sadly, more times than I wish where we had to pivot, we had to change. And when it seemed very dire, it seemed very hopeless. And we pivoted, we changed our business. We changed our business model. We added new features we upgraded certain things and we found a new normal and it's hard but it's so worth it and and it's, the more you do it i think the better you'll get so i know a lot of you are just newer in this industry two three four years and you might be like oh no the, yeah. the, the bottom's falling out just hang with it yeah it's part of the season it's part there's ebb and flow yeah. right there's good seasons there's the regular season there's winter where everything's dark and gloomy but then spring comes and summer comes Business the same way. There's going to be those up seasons, those down seasons. Times of bounty and then times of scarcity. Yeah. And it's never going to be set and forget. So not that we want to discourage you with that. Hopefully just, just realize it's, it's normal. And it's, it's part of doing business. Exactly. So anyhow, I think that 
about all. I think we covered yeah. it well. And for those of you guys out there, I know lots of things are happening and I know it's not easy, but I hope for you guys, just, you take a little encouragement from this and know that you're normal. It's all right. Yes, the industry has changed a little bit. Things have been a little slower across the board, but we will huddle together and we will get through this and we will be back at LashCon, hopefully hearing some amazing stories in 2024 about how you rebounded and maybe how you pivoted and found some new ways to make business. And by the way, all this open up here. We're pretty much booked out with podcast episodes between now, I think March. I don't know if I have many openings, but if you do have a story where you went through a down season and things you found a way to pivot and rebuild your business. We want to hear your story. I would love to hear your story story. I think it'd be really encouraging to our listeners to hear about you and how maybe your business hit a snag and you got a, you found a new way to do it. Whether you added a service, maybe you changed it, you added the customer service, or maybe you moved and you had to rebuild your brand. Whatever it is, a story of change and struggle. We love those stories. We love to hear that. So if you want to, please email me at paul at lashcast.com and we'll talk. Can't promise we get everyone on, but if, if you, you can, what you can do is just write your story and just tell me like, hey, this is what happened to me. It doesn't have to be 10 pages, but just here's the rough time I got into. Here's the idea of what I decided to change and here's the result. And you can just almost like in three short paragraphs, share a little story about what happened to you and your business, and how you got through it. And then we can maybe uh, look in and try to find a couple of these and maybe we'll have you on in 2024. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Impromptu planning right here on the spot. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap. We are done. We're out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Squirrel Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs>